0: Welcome back, my friends. This is another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I've been working on a project for almost a year now for a group of physicians that is in talks to merge with several other groups of physicians form this you know, mega specialty group kind of thing. And I want to talk to you about some of the analysis we're doing. And it applies certainly if you're looking to merge or combine and share contracts and contracts are going to change or move on you then you, you'd certainly want to do this kind of analysis. But even if you're not thinking about, hey, we're not going to merge tomorrow kind of thing, and we're not going to change contracts tomorrow, you might think about, hey, how do I evaluate or compare my contracts? How do I get a sense if I go to renegotiate a contract? What I, sh- what kind of analysis should I do? What kind of numbers should I look for? What should I be thinking about? So I thought I'd just tell you briefly today about what we're doing with this uh, group and what they're they're thinking about. So what we did is we grabbed the major payers, and you can run an analysis or a pivot table or whatever and try to get your arms around, where's the 80-20 rule? And we went a little bit, I think, a little bit further than the 80-20 rule on this one because it was a big merger and we wanted to make sure we had it all. But who are my big payers? And obviously, you know, you don't have to be in the business very long to know that you're going to filter out Medicare. You're going to filter out some of the government payers, Medicaid, some of those kind of things. And so from that subset, who are my big payers? And try to get your arms around, where do I want to start? And so if, if it's a merger like this, you may end up looking at all your big payers. What you may, if you're not in a merger situation, but you want to evaluate your payer contracts, you might think about saying, hey, where are my biggest opportunities? Not necessarily my biggest percentage of a pair mix kind of thing. In other words, you may have a pair that is 30, 40% of your mix, but you know we just renegotiated that contract or there's nothing we can do about that contract or, or we've tried that contract or whatever. Where's my big opportunity? And then what we did with this group is we grabbed volume. And when we grabbed volume, what we did is we went back into the practice management system and we data mined to get where are my charges by CPT code. We went as far as modifiers and you can go as far as place of service. Is it, you know, um, office or non-office place of service kind of things? Because what we really wanted to do was evaluate, hey, what happens if they change the way they handle this modifier or what happens if they change this side of service or this rule or whatever. Once we had that data together and we, uh, we, I, I use SQL server to grab it, but we grabbed that data out of the system. Then what we did is we tried to match the categorization that the payers were doing. And of course, you know, if you got five payers, there's at least five different ways to categorize things. Right. But what I mean is, uh I'll throw an example of orthopedics. If you're orthopedics, show me spine codes and non-spine codes. Or maybe, you know, in a different specialty, these codes are paid at one rate and those codes are paid at another rate. Maybe my e goes one way and some of the procedure codes are paid at a different schedule or a different percentage of some base year or whatever it is. So the once you've got your data out of the system, the next trick is to get your arms around how is how is the payer categorizing my codes now and on a couple of the contracts we're looking at for this group, the way that the categorization happens moves in the new contract. And so what you've got to be able to do is really go apples to apples with this and say, hey, if they put, I'm going to use a bad example here, 99213 is an e code this year and a procedure code next year then you've got to say okay what's my percentage of base rate this year versus my percentage of base rate that year and did the payer somehow take money back from me without me knowing it because they recategorize something differently um again back to the orthopedic example spine code versus a nine spine code sometimes they pay more for the spine codes and if they take some of the cpt codes away from the spine category they're really taking money away from your bottom line at the same time so you try to get your arms around What does my volume look like by pair, by CPT code? And we took it all the way to the modifier level because what we really wanted to do is get our arms around what the before and after, a real true apples to apples kind of analysis here so we could do it. Once we had that and we could get the modifiers, then what we wanted to do is essentially we wanted to more or less adjudicate the claim just like we would have had it adjudicated at the payer. What I mean by that is, let's run the modifiers through, and if there's multiple procedure discounts or whatever else might happen, we're gonna do our best to adjudicate the claim in our spreadsheet, our analysis, the same way the payer would, so that what we tried to do is say, here's our 2019 volume, and 2019 may be a base year for a couple of years, thank you, pandemic, but here's our 2019 volume, and here's what we think we should have got paid, and here's what we did get paid. And by adjusting for modifiers and multiple procedure and some of those things, what we drove was here's what we think we should have got paid, and we could compare that to what we actually got paid. And it does a couple of things for us. First thing it does, it says, "Hey, if I think I should, have, look, if I should have got a million dollars out of uh, based on my 2019 volume for this pair, for this contract, whatever, and I got 950 thousand, or 980 thousand, or 900 thousand, why was there a difference between what I should have got and what I did get, and how much of that is?" My model's not exactly right, or they're coming back to take this modifier different from me, or they're applying some multiple procedure rule. Maybe they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. But it validates your model to say, what should I have got paid with this volume versus what did I get paid with this volume? And sometimes there's going to be a difference because, hey... um, maybe the blues were primary and medicare medicaid was secondary and medicare medicaid wouldn't pay any more than the blues would and that's why you didn't get as much and there's a bunch of things that can be going on but you want to understand your volume and then if you can get that volume and get it right in a spreadsheet and and you can explain the variance between what you think you should have received and what you did receive then you can add analysis to your spreadsheet to say, all right. What's my proposed contract for 2020 or 2021 or whatever the contract year is? And look at the delta because if your pairs like the pairs that I'm used to dealing with, what they give with one hand, they're taking away with two more hands. And so you got to be able to say, well, okay, if I get another five percent here, do they take it from there, or do they recategorize this, or does some um, some modifier change or something else change? Maybe we're going off a different Medicare base year or whatever. You want to tie that down the best you can and then look at the percentage changes so that you, if you're going to go back and ask and work on payer contracting, that you know what you're up, up against and what you're looking for to do that kind of thing. This analysis and others like it may be helpful for you regardless of where you are in the payer contracting world. And my, my last comment is to invite you to participate in the upcoming uh mgma payer contracting webinar it's this month it's just uh it's two weeks away so uh sign up for it watch for it and if this kind of pair contracting information helps you there's a whole bunch more ideas from my friends penny noise and droll jacobson as well thanks for joining me today